Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Friday, August 6th. We're actually live on YouTube on Thursday, August 5th. But I have an important message. Football is here. Football is back. Sure, it was ugly. Sure, it sucked. Sure, there was a lot of Ben DiNucci. Tyler Sullivan. We have football. And it... it uh, it feels a lot like these training camp tweets where they're completely over the top because we didn't have them last year, just like we didn't have the preseason. You're watching grown men play NFL football in the preseason. It felt great. Yeah, I was going to say, are we sure we watch football tonight? Is that exactly what it, what it was? Especially from it. I want to know. I want to put out like a, a wellness check on our friend John Breach because the kicking was just terrible this tonight. It was it was it was so bad. I've, I've heard a rumor that CBS actually wants Breach to do a separate kicking, a daily NFL kicking podcast. Wow. Where he, he interviews one of the 32 shankers of the night every time someone misses a, a field goal. I saw, uh, I think it was Robert Mays, the athletic, was like, if you bet on the pre, on preseason football, what have you done with your life? Well, I made 1.5 units. The under of this game, as I mentioned multiple times last week or, or in the past week. There's a lock. These teams suck. They're not playing any of the stars. The the most interesting things from that game, in my opinion, were the interviews, Sully. Like, yeah. like John Lynch talking. I texted my wife and said, look, C.D. Lamb exists. Uh, we, we had uh, – who else? Did we have, it, it, that was Peyton the best Manning. Part. Yeah, yeah, Peyton Manning. No, no. I mean, honestly, that was probably the most interesting Peyton Manning stuff. in the first quarter while I was at my house and not drinking beers with Jordan Deshaunty. There you go. Well, not well, not even that, but like, you know, you know, obviously we had the sideline interviews and stuff like that that were interesting, but even the reports from Jay Glazer were like the most interesting nuggets of the night. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about those, but like, yes, it's it's well, preseason. I, I, everybody's but what? I think that was I thought that was actually really good by Fox. Yeah. From a preseason coverage perspective. They built in a bunch of overarching themes and storylines and and in different reports to distract us from the fact that those teams sucked at football. And, and I was, I actually was home in time to watch the first quarter, but yeah. shout out to uh, Jordan Dijani. Good day. Yeah, hey. Jordan's, why, Jordan's why, great. Sully, I would ask you this. You live in Boston, right? Yep. If John breach lived in Boston, would you have beers with John breach? Absolutely. I get beers, I, I had I get breach beers, beers, beers with Dijani. What is breach doing? That's true. That's a great point. Why is national guys? I have beers. And Breach has it with him. They're in the same city. Wow. I know. It's a criminal indictment on John Breach. But back to the game. Uh, would you have one good – takeaways feel insane. There was nothing – like, that game sucked. That game sucked. There was, no, there was nothing to see. There was not a lot of takeaways. I did think that it was interesting to hear Terry Bradshaw, who's very good at playing this 
oh man, I'm just such an aloof redneck from Louisiana, but secretly am an assassin card. Asked Dak Prescott in what was clearly an overproduced segment, is the injury to your rotator cuff or under the arm? And Dak said it was under the arm. That's a kind of a, I feel like that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, and Jake Glazer reported even before the game that it's more of like a baseball-type injury mm. and that the Cowboys medical staff even reached out to the Texas Rangers medical staff to kind of get some, some help on that as well just because it's an injury that they're probably more familiar with. I have no interest in calling out Fox uh, television, but it is interesting that that was uh, brought up the way it was. So Jay Glazer reported it, and, and Glazer's in, no one's questioning Jay Glazer, but Jay Glazer reports it. Now, now I feel less excited about Terry Bradshaw's question. Yeah. Because I thought he, I thought he was like being a smart Terry Bradshaw guy. Now he just, oh, dang it. Well, he's probably just trying to see exactly what Dak was going to say about it. I mean, even when Dak, even you know, yes, he kind of confirmed it, but really wasn't talking too much about it. I mean, they're, they're playing it down that oh, it's going to be rest, and they're just taking their precautions. It's you know, we're in the first preseason game, plenty of time before that. Now in week one, like that's what they're saying. But I mean, when you're talking about a guy that they just completely handed the bag over to this offseason is coming back from a devastating ankle injury. Now, when you're talking about something to his throwing arm or throwing shoulder, yeah, of course, you, that's going to be a big deal. Okay, I'm going a little galaxy brain here, Sully, on this DAC injury, but it does seem to be kind of a focused effort through the telecast to say, oh, it's not a rotator cuff. It's a uh, underarm injury, but I'm not sure that underarm injury is better if you can't. I mean, I'm serious. Like, I'm dead serious here. If you have an underarm injury, so a rotator cuff is a, you know, a six to nine month injury that you're not coming back from and you can't, you, you're not throwing. And they're being really careful to say it's not a rotator cuff injury, but they're saying it's an underarm injury. You can't generate torque on your arm with throws if, if, like, I, I think I, I, I have, I, John, I asked John Breach today, or sorry, I asked John Breach for Friday's show, which I guess is today where he was on, on Dak and he was a three, five. I, I will take that three, five and bump it up to a five. I, that was now I'm kind of, the more I think about it, the more I'm worried about Dak's arm. Yeah. There's certainly a level of concern just because of the weirdness around this injury. Like they were almost putting an emphasis on it being like, Hey guys, this is, this is kind of a bit of news. We're going to keep hammering it. We have this guy here. We're going to keep asking about and it. There like, was that weird. It was like, it's a step back. It was like, yeah. no, it's not a, it's not a setback. It's a step back. Yeah, they're, they're, like, they're, like George Costanza would say. Right. They're being very weird about the injury, which makes things, again, it raises the eyebrows. The, you know, the, the alarm bells start to go off a little bit. But again, that was the, when you're talking about this game, like that was the most intriguing part of it. The storylines off of it in terms of what is going on with Dak. Obviously, the stars weren't playing in this one. You know, that's what we're, that's the story. That's the one thing that we're going to be looking at throughout this preseason whenever Dak gets onto the field. And I do wonder if he actually would have played in this game had this injury not even gone on. Like, I, I think that there's a strong chance that he would have played had it not been for the shoulder. So I think the Cowboys were really pumped about being at this game in Canton, Ohio, playing the Hall of Fame game, big TV game, Cowboys game, et cetera, et cetera, and that Jerry Jones wanted Mike McCarthy to get Dak on the field and have him run around and remind people that Dak is completely healthy. And instead, Dak is doing it now. Now I'm now I think now I'm a little a lot worried. Instead, Dak is remote, and he's doing so. Jay Glazer reports that it's it's an underarm injury. Then Dak does an interview with Terry Bradshaw, and Terry Bradshaw has that really smart medical question. Yeah. All right. Yeah. These this is maybe I'm crazy, but this feels like multiple red flags about Dak's injury. Um, I have another question for you. Sure. John Lynch. 
49ers GM. Did you hear his interview? Yeah. Uh, t- two things I thought were interesting for that interview. One, um, uh, do you know uh, jo- uh, Daigle from Establish a Run of Road to World? You know what I'm talking about, John Daigle? Yeah, yeah. Have you heard his take on Marshall Falk? No, let me hear it. Oh, Lord. All right, so do you think LaDainian Tomlinson would be able to play in 2021? Like as him right now? No, like LT in 2001. Could he play in 2021? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Any, you'd have okay. to be a moron to think you wouldn't. Marshall Falk. Well, you're a Pats guy. You saw Falk. Like, like Daigle's take is that Marshall Falk would not be, he wouldn't make a varsity team in 2021. It's no. literally the worst take of the century. Yeah. No, I don't. I, that one's a head scratcher. No, no way. Right. So he thinks all these old dudes from the eight, like, late 90s 2000s wouldn't be able to play in 2021 it's the no, worst it's not like we're talking about the guys that were like you know in 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 leather helmets or anything like that right. i mean these guys actually played if anything that was a more physical style of football am i right, right. like they were no. just letting everybody like get trampled it's the moron take of the century i love Dago. i think Dago's a smart football guy he if you watch john lynch and the highlights they showed on that fox broadcast lynch would be a like a perfectly modern blend of safety and linebacker. Yeah. He is yeah, yeah. like he's like Dion Buchanan with a really jacked up upper body. He's smashing dudes and he's flying in coverage. And um, I got a little overexcited by the take, but da- like Daigle's a smart football guy. People love Daigle. I love Daigle, but this is the worst take of the century. He thinks Ladanian Tomlinson and Marshall Falk, if they played in 2021, would suck. They no. would need the league of receptions. Right. For me, if anything, it's easier for the offensive guys. Like, you can maybe make a case for the defensive guys to say, all right, well, the game's Marshall a little bit changed. Duke Johnson on a live yeah. stream. He said, yeah, Marshall Falk and Duke Johnson. No, to me, you know, I'm, I'm with you on this. You know, if anything, the offensive guys have an easier time in today's NFL just because it's so much more catered to that side of the ball. If anything, the, the, the defensive guys who are laying those big hits in the 90s, you know, that's where, you know, there need to be a little bit of an adjustment there for them. Uh, imagine. These guys getting the reduced contact rules. I know. And spacing. I mean, it's it, LT it, with that. I mean, come on now. Well, the, he also thinks he also thought, and I think he corrected on this, that, that Lawrence Taylor wouldn't be good in today's NFL. Lawrence Taylor was 6'3, 240, and ran a 4'5. Yeah, Lawrence Taylor insane. could be a it's, freak anytime he wants. That would be insane. Again, there would be need to be a little bit of an adjustment, obviously, just to kind of, if, if it were literally like, putting them in, in the DeLorean, gunning it to 88 or whatever it is, and bring them. Yes, a couple of weeks to figure it all out. But if we're just talking about a, them just now, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's Miles Garrett. It's it's all of these guys. Like, that. yes, they can play. I will only do this for another minute, Max. But that sure. is a good point. It's like a Space Jam theory. Are you being shot immediately and dropped into – 2021 if you're Lawrence Taylor and you got to rush the passer or you're Lawrence Taylor and you get you know 2021 crack which is probably better than you know 1987 well maybe I, I, who knows who's to say on the, on the say? right I mean but again Lawrence Taylor 6'4 235 240 and ran a 4 4 can't teach size or speed so you know that would probably help him middle NFL. average size average size uh people with English descent know that you can't teach size or speed so yes and same thing with the irish it, it's just you just can't can't really teach it i bet great britain but yes sure. at any rate 
Uh, any more any more takeaways from this uh, incredible Steelers uh, Steelers Cowboys game? Well, I mean, like the two guys that we were probably looking at the most going into this were, were Micah Parsons and, and Najee Harris, right? Like the two first round picks for both these teams. Parsons immediately was able to jump on that fumble, which was really more on Mason Rudolph, but ultimately the first rounder made a play, was able to take it, and it was kind of a ball hawk for for the amount of time he was out there, always kind of around making tackles. I think he had like three. Uh, three are, you know, pretty much out of the gate. I mean, again, he's not piling up a ton, but was promising. Harris came out of the gate pretty solid. couple of six-yard runs, five-yard runs. So, again, so, so not again, to write home about, but still promising. I think, I mean, I think this is the general consensus of this football game. Najee Harris, Micah Parsons, good. 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 Promising careers. Yeah. It, it would suck if you're if you're Micah Parsons and you whiff a huge tackle and somebody right. breaks into the house, or if you're Najee and you're – one yard Bumble or something like that. I actually thought he made a great play on the one catch that he had. Uh, you know, yeah. it looked like he was in pass protection for a little bit, kind of sensed that he didn't really need to pass protect, just kind of went out there, turned around, and he ended up, you know, being a strong outlet for Mason Rudolph. Like, that's some of the stuff that I think actually is important because the coaching staff will look at that and say, hey, he's kind of – he has the awareness, he has the wherewithal to not only go, get out in pass protection, but when he doesn't need to – can turn around and be a go-to outlet receiver for his quarterback. So, like, that stuff I think is important for fantasy, for the actual Steelers. Oh, no, but, I, I think it's a fantastic point. If It's like Jonathan Taylor coming out of Wisconsin. Yeah. People say, oh, he can't catch the football. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm a, I, like, I'm a good receiver. Yeah. I can catch the football. And Najee Harris said the same thing. He's like, no, look, man, I, I pride myself on trying to, you know, catch the ball. I want to be a complete back. And and when you see that in the preseason, that, like, like preternatural instinct, instinct where you jump out and do that, that is, I mean, like, that's not, you know, Trent Richardson didn't have it. Yeah, totally. And the other thing that I was looking at was was Garrett Gilbert, too. I mean, another side story for Dallas is I just want trying, you to, sorry, Yes, I understand ex- exactly what you're oh. saying. You know, first preseason game, I'm talking about Garrett Gilbert, and that's, like, the <laughs> second takeaway. It's so ridiculous. I find a mirror and look in the mirror and say, the other thing I was looking at was Garrett Gilbert. Yes, I know. I know. Listen, I'm trying. I, I'm trying. I, I love football. I think football's back, but I had to watch Garrett Gilbert tonight. Knows. I, I also had to watch a whole half of, of Ben DiNucci, which was just unbelievable. But with Gilbert in Dallas, obviously, you know, Andy Dalton's not there anymore. He's in Chicago. They do need a number two backup quarterback. And again, this is what we're talking about in the preseason. He actually looked somewhat sharp when he had pressure. It seemed like he kind of faltered a little bit. But ultimately, when he was able to set his feet, he made some nice throws. The thing about the Dallas backup quarterback that's funny that people ignore is the only reason Dak is the starting quarterback for the Cowboys is that Tony Romo got hurt in preseason and then ultimately retired. Yep. I, I did a list. This this should be ranked up there as the all-time old takes exposed dumbass takes. I ranked quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks in the NFL for CBSSports.com. I'm 100% the link is live. Number 32 was Dak Dakota Prescott. And he won. <laughs> or actually, I guess, did Zeke win? Dak won. Didn't Dak won rookie of the year. I ranked him as the worst backup quarterback in professional football, and he won rookie of the year. And so when Cowboys fans are like, oh, it's fine, Dak is there. It's like, no, the only reason you have Dak is because Romo got hurt in the preseason and Jerry Jones whiffed on uh uh, uh who uh who oh 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 Devo. Oh no, if you want, oh boy. That's oh, a tough one. That's fine. I, I owned it. I own my bad takes. Right, so if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six, Debo has brought it up. And here's my ranking. The Cowboys are dead last. Their only guy on the depth chart is 
soon to be rookie of the year, Dak Prescott. Dallas had eyes on Nick Foles, but it looks like he's headed for Kansas City. That actually, that was happening too. They tried to trade for Nick Foles. So for right now, this is an absolute debacle, especially considering how often Tony Romo is injured. And with Kellen Moore, by the way, who's their current offensive coordinator, uh, going down with a broken ankle. It's almost like they learned nothing from 2015. Debo, if you want to tweet that out and tag old takes exposed, I, I've earned that. That's fine. I mean, sure, why not? You get you get that retweet for sure. But I mean, you know, listen. <laughs> now Debo's looking for like some. some well, like. yeah. Now, now let's see where, where we had the Eagles at the time and all that. I'm sure that's where we're going. But you know, as we're talking about backup quarterbacks, I well, do hold, think hold, it's... back to the Broncos, Debo. Oh yeah, because this is important. Like sure. When you talk about the Cowboys and the expectations for the Cowboys to be good and do anything, you have to remember that Jerry Jones attempted to trade up in the first round to draft Paxton Lynch. He failed. John Elway got him. Uh, then who was the Michigan State guy? Scroll down to the Raiders. He's he's on that team too. No doubt. Yeah. Connor Cook. Then he tried to draft Connor Cook from, and the Raiders beat him to it. So Jerry Jones settled for Dak Prescott and then promptly hosed him in negotiations for like three plus years. What, Jerry, why don't you get that you can't win a Super Bowl. You're not a GM. You're an owner, bro. You are an owner. You should hire a smart football guy. I don't know, like Jimmy Johnson. Hire somebody to run your football team and actually let him draft good talent instead of setting all your picks on fire and trying to be a genius. You don't have to do it yourself. It's insane. This is why the Cowboys will suck forever. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's certain, is certainly part. My Bud Light? Can I, is this a Bud Light high school take? No, no, you're good. But, I mean, listen, you can get, you know, give, give it to him. Sure, why not? But to me, you know, again, yes, that that's a big picture issue for Dallas, and it's always going to be as long as Jerry's around. I mean, that's 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 going to be going to be an issue for them. Sorry, that was a rant. Oh, sure. Hey, no, I love it. It is kind of funny that he like. Have you ever read the Mike Silver article where he he actually he said that he he he's like, I prayed to God. I said, if if you give me this '96 Super Bowl, I, I'll never ask for anything again. The <laughs> idea of Jerry Jones, like, actually saying. If you give me the Super Bowl, I'll never need a playoff win or a Super Bowl again. And then never getting one is kind of funny. That is the hey, listen, you, you reap what you sow, I guess. You know, that's that's where we're at. Um, you know, it just as we were going back to <laughs> I guess that's you know, hey, if you want to keep going with it, it's fine. No, 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 we're about to, we're about to get out of here. I was just trying to cover up for this. I was week. just gonna talk about Dwayne Haskins. I think that's the other story, right? Yeah, I want to briefly mention him just because I thought Mason Rudolph was not good. I mean, he, he started off five for five, somewhat sharp. But I think Dwayne Haskins is the most fascinating, you know, guy in this quarterback situation out of all these guys that we saw tonight, just because former first round guy, Ben Roethlisberger, we all think it's his final year. Like if he can figure it out, Pittsburgh's sitting on a first round guy. I mean, they, they have a quarterback waiting in the wings. I don't think Mason Rudolph's going to be that guy. I don't think anybody in Pittsburgh wants Mason Rudolph to be that guy. But Dwayne Haskins. Former first round pick didn't work out in Washington for it, it seemed, you know, yes, talent was in, you know, was a, or dude, know, he's got work, talent. No, he has talent. First it's of all, I don't love you dragging this back to actual football talk when I'm I was sorry. talking about Jerry Jones' spiritual deals with the devil, but I do, I, I agree with you. I think this is so perfectly Steelers. Yeah. Where they wait on this guy who's extremely talented. If he had one season at Ohio State, yeah. you can't, and he was a, he was doing it wrong with Ron Rivera and Ron Rivera did him a favor by getting rid of him early instead yeah. of enabling him for more years and more years. Exactly. But now if he's, if he's the next guy, 
Steelers fans might be pretty pumped. Yeah, I'm just I'm saying that's something to watch as we as we move forward here in this preseason between Rudolph and, and Haskins. If Haskins looks halfway decent, he wins QB two, and then you have a guy waiting in the wings for 2022, or at least an option to go with Haskins. What you're trying to say, Sully, is are you sure you would take 2021 Ben over 2021 Haskins? Yeah, could that's, be. Who's, it's hard to say. You're, you have a, a spot next to uh, Skip Bayless. Come on, you got to lean into it a little bit. Who, who should you bet on? Should I bet on preseason? James Lill ask. Um, yes, uh, only if there is a significant edge. Yeah. For instance, this game is so early, and there was no preseason last year. There was no chance in hell they were scoring thirty points tonight. And we knew going into it that you know no one was playing, whether it was no Zeke, one. Dak. Uh, Big Ben, you know, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, none of these guys are playing. Juju Smith-Schuster, we all knew that none of these guys are going to be in there. Correct. Easy, and easy to go under. You, you've got to you've got to think about. And this is why uh, our buddies at Establish a Run, Adam Levitan and, and Evan Silva, who I know Levy. Uh, you're you're one of your boys at Levy. I, well, you know, worked with them a little bit of DraftKings. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Adam Levitan. I mean, I, like, I'm not like friends with him, like. In, but no, I, I'm not either. It's more just like this interview. I mean, we're, we're more we're more than that. We're more than in Skype and StreamYard friends, obviously. But that's basically how, that was our relationship. All right, Diva, put it down. When we, <laughs> when we bring on Levitan for Fantasy Week, we got to have Sully with us. That's fine. Like Levitan, is, I, I think, I think those guys are good at identifying narrative. This is the important thing about yeah. betting on preseason. 100%. If you're going to bet on the preseason, you need to understand the narrative. For instance, the Steelers were never going to come in and run anything of semblance from Matt Canada, a first-year offensive coordinator, who, by the way, has bounced around a ton. He's not going to run a bunch of end-arounds and trick plays trying to throw bombs. He's trying to get through with nobody getting hurt. You don't show anything off. And that's not me saying bet every preseason under. Sure. You just have to think about the situation. Like, the Cowboys were going to play Dak until the shoulder injury. They were. They were going to trot him out and have him do a couple boots to C.D. Lamb and let everybody in the world know the Cowboys are back. And then this, again, this whole thing serious, up. that's why the Cowboys are stupid. The Steelers were never going to play Big Ben. So you're getting minimal offensive approach. Uh, but but the short answer is no, you should not bet on the preseason. Even though I didn't want tonight. Well, there's always an exception. Well, no, if you get the edge, get DFS in the preseason is very profitable. You can yeah. find, like, that's Jacoby Myers, the legend. Our, our guy. My, yeah, our guy. Our guy. Come on Your now. Your number one receiver. Yeah, yeah. Number one better receiver. believe it. All right, we're getting the hell out of here. Sully, thanks for hanging. No worries.